Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, we come before you today and we give thanks and praise for the mercy that you have given to us. Lord, you are full of grace and mercy. Lord, we don't deserve this grace and this mercy, but Lord, you give it to us freely. And Lord, that's why we're gathered here together today. We're gathered here because, uh, Lord, we need you. Uh, We confess our need for you. And as we confess our need for you, we thank you that you're present with us and that you speak to us in the truth and the purity of your word. So thank you, Lord, that your word is a means of grace in which we hear from you. We hear the good news of the gospel, uh, that you have given us this grace and this mercy. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today, in a little while, we'll be turning to uh, the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. As we look at uh, God's word today, uh, we're reminded of what Paul has to say about being alert and being awake in Jesus. Sleep is important. Sleep is important. I think that experts have told us that sleep is very important. But sometimes being awake is more important than sleeping. So I ask this question, have you ever missed out on something because you slept in too late or you went to bed and fell asleep too early? Have you ever missed out on something? You know, I I really wish I was a morning person because I think that not being a morning person, I've missed out on many things. Uh, One thing that I've missed out on are many spectacular sunrises. Uh, Because I haven't been able to overcome the lure of the mattress. I've missed these beautiful sunrises. And then then as the day goes on, I hear people talk about what happened that morning. For example, they'll talk about the sunrise. They'll talk to each other. They'll say, did you see that sunrise this morning? Oh, yeah, it was was spectacular. Then they'll look at me and say, did you see the sunrise this morning? And I'll say, no, I didn't crawl out of bed until about noon. And they'll shake their head and give me that, that judgmental look. I wish I was a morning person, but I've never been able to achieve the dream of becoming a, a morning person. Sleep is important, but sometimes, sometimes being awake is, is more important. And staying awake can even be the difference between life and death. One time while driving through the mountains of Kentucky, At about 2 a.m., I couldn't keep my eyes open. I couldn't keep my eyes open. I've never had that experience before driving. So I knew it was important that at that moment, that it was very important to have somebody alert driving at 2 a.m. So I pulled over and I had Katie drive. And I didn't wake up until we were somewhere in the middle of Arkansas. I guess that something like 50,000 people are injured every year because of drowsy drivers. Sleep is important, but sometimes being awake is more important than sleeping. And staying awake can be the difference between life and death. And in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, the Apostle Paul urges us, he urges us as Christians to remain alert. To remain alert spiritually. Why? Because we're prone to become sleepy in our walk with Jesus. And we're prone to even fall asleep in our relationship 
with Jesus. We're living in a time when staying alert and awake in Jesus is of utmost importance. So let's look at the Apostle Paul's letter to believers in Thessalonica. Why do we need to remain alert as followers of Jesus? Well, verse 1 of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, he says, Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. The day of the Lord, the day of Jesus' soon return, will come like a thief in the night. So as followers of Jesus, we confess the soon return of Jesus. And the Apostle Paul says that he's coming, but he's coming like a thief in the night. In other words, he's coming unexpectedly. He's coming unexpectedly. Thieves never announce the moment of arrival. Wouldn't it be nice if they announced the time that they were coming? We would lock the car, we would lock the door, we would be ready for the time and the moment that they would come. Thievery requires the element of surprise. And Jesus is the one who comes like a thief in the night. So why do we need to remain alert as followers of Jesus? Because Jesus will come unexpectedly. And what will this look like? Well, verse 3 tells us. While people are saying there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. So the Apostle Paul is saying, don't be lulled, lulled into spiritual sleep by a false sense of peace and security. Don't be lulled into sleep by a false sense of peace and security. So we're called by the Apostle Paul to stay alert in Jesus. Why? Because of the suddenness of Jesus' return. Not only will he come like a thief in the night, unexpectedly, but it will be sudden. It will be sudden. So why do we need to remain alert as followers of Jesus? Because Jesus will come suddenly. But of us who believe that day of Jesus' return, it shouldn't take us by surprise. None of us should be surprised when Jesus comes again. Verse 4. There the Apostle Paul writes, But you are not darkness, brothers and sisters, that that day surprise you like a thief. Why? For you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. Why do we remain alert as followers of Jesus? Because we are people of the day. People are normally alert during the day. And we are people of the light, not of the darkness. In other words, we're always in the light. We're always in the light because Jesus is the light. So we should always be alert in Jesus. Did you know that there's something distinctive about us? 
There's something distinctive about us. As those who trust in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are to be different and we are to be distinct from those who are not trusting in Jesus. So there, there should be a difference between us who follow Jesus and those who do not follow Jesus. We should be as different as night and day. We should be as different as night and day. We're of the day. We're not of the, of the night. Light and darkness and day and night in the Bible, they're used to, as more metaphorically in the Bible, to contrast godliness from ungodliness. Night and day, light and dark are used in the Bible metaphorically to contrast the difference between a godly lifestyle from the ungodly lifestyle. So we are people who follow Jesus, who seek to obey his word. We are those who live in contrast to almost everyone because of who we follow. The one we follow and the one we trust. Makes us different. We follow Jesus. And because we follow Jesus, we're walking in the light. And because we're walking in the light, we are alert. We're aware. Now listen to what Paul says in verse 6. So then let us not sleep. So then let us not sleep as others do. But let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. So here again is the contrast between those who follow Jesus and, and those who don't follow Jesus. And then verse 8. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. How does our lives as followers of Jesus look different from those who don't follow Christ? What's the difference between godliness and ungodliness? Well, those who follow Jesus are living a life of faith and love. We are living a life trusting in Jesus Christ. That's a life of faith, trusting in him. And not only are we living a life of faith, we're also living a life of love. To follow Jesus is to trust and to obey. To trust is faith. To obey is love. Obedience to the commandments are summarized in one word, love. And then this faith and this love were to wear these as a breastplate. A breastplate is, is a, a piece of the soldier's armor and it's, it's visible and it's evident to all. So to be alert is to be ready. To be awake is to have our armor on. And that armor is faith and love. Now a soldier that falls asleep, a soldier who's removed his armor, 
removed all of those things that protect him, and he goes to sleep, if he's suddenly attacked, he has no defense against the enemy. Now we are to remain alert, awake, clothed in the armor of Christ. And it should be evident to all, it should be something that everybody sees in this world, that we are those who trust in Jesus, and we are those who live a life of love. And then we wear as a helmet the gift of our salvation. So this gift of salvation, the helmet of salvation, is that you are guarded and protected by the gospel. What are you protected from? What does your salvation protect you from today? You sitting here today who trust in Jesus, who have this helmet on, what are you protected from? Well, you're protected from judgment, and you're protected from condemnation. That's what your salvation protects you from. We like to judge ourselves. We're our own worst critics, right? But we're also judged by the law. But you have the helmet of salvation. So when you judge yourself or when you're condemned by the law, which is true, you can say, I stand in Jesus. I'm clothed in him. I'm wearing this breastplate of faith and of love. And I'm wearing this helmet of salvation. I know that I'm forgiven in Jesus. So you're protected from the judgment and the condemnation that you deserve for your sin. You know God loves you. God doesn't want to punish you. But God is just. He is just. And he must punish sinners. God wasn't pleased to leave us in the state of our sin under the condemnation of the law. So God provided Jesus as the one who won salvation and clothed us in the armor of salvation through trusting in Jesus alone. So why do you need to remain alert as a follower of Jesus? Why is it so important for us to, to stay awake in Jesus it's important because of what Jesus has done for us. He's provided so much for you. So look at verse 9. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. So brothers and sisters in Christ, we're to remain alert. To remain alert in Christ. Why? Because of what Jesus has done for us. So there's no reason for that day of his return to take us by surprise. We should always be ready. Because of who we are in Jesus Christ. Awake and alert in him. Because of what Jesus has done for us. 
So I want to give us some practical points today, some practical steps. I asked the question, how do we stay awake in Jesus? I think that each and every one of us, we desire to remain alert in him. And not to fall asleep in our spiritual walk. But to be alert. To be awake. To always be following Jesus. So that that day doesn't take us surprise, take us by surprise. It's suddenness. But that when Jesus comes again, we would be awake and alert, ready. So practical application. How do we stay awake in Jesus? Well, first of all, we need to remember that Jesus gave us what we need to to remain alert in him. He gave us his word. He gave us his word. And his word is, is a powerful tool. It's actually a weapon. It's the sword of the Spirit. And when we remain in his word, the Holy Spirit works through his word to keep us revived in him. We cannot remain spiritually alert and spiritually awake unless we're in the word of God. So he's given us his word. We're to be grounded in his word. And as we're in his his word, we're, we're kept awake and alert in him. He's also given us the gift of prayer. The gift of prayer. The word of God and prayer are key. It keeps us on the right course. It keeps us on the right road. And it keeps us alert. Not only are we to remain grounded in his word and in prayer, but he's also given us the gift of fellowship. The fellowship of believers. It's interesting that Paul says that we are to encourage one another. We're to encourage one another. So we need each other. We need the community of of believers. We need our brothers and sisters in Christ here at, at Maple Park Church or in your life group or in your Bible study. You know, the, the fellowship of believers is a powerful thing. A Christian out on his own or out on her own will soon, the, the light of Christ will soon fade away. Or that Christian will soon begin to be lulled into sleep. So we need each other. We need the fellowship of believers because we need encouragement from one another. It's much easier to stay awake and to stay alert when you have somebody kind of nudging you and, and encouraging you to stay awake. And then we also need the task, the task of our ministry. So the fellowship of believers and the task of our ministry, which is to be witnesses. It's much easier to stay awake if you have something to do, right? So we need the encouragement of each other, but we also need this task of living as witnesses. So I have a picture for you. This may help you today. It's called the Navigator's Wheel. There's a college ministry that's called the Navigator's. And they give us the navigator's wheel. And you'll notice in the navigator's wheel that at the center is Christ. We want to live Christ-centered lives. That's ultimately how we remain alert, is with Jesus at the center of our lives. And then the vertical dimension of the wheel, the vertical part of it, 
is the word of God. Remaining grounded in his word. And in prayer. So we are called by God's grace to be people grounded in the word. And in relationship with God through prayer. And then the horizontal dimension is fellowship, fellowship with believers, and the task of being witnesses, of being those who are witnesses of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So we are to live in relationship with God. That is to love God, to trust God. And then we are to live in relationships with each other. And if we're missing any of those aspects within our life, it's easy, it's easy for us to fall asleep and to no longer be alert in Jesus. Because each of these aspects is vital to the Christian living in a trusting and obedient relationship with Jesus Christ. Active, moving, and awake. So the Holy Spirit keeps us revived through his word. He keeps us alert to what's most important. And we are revived by the Holy Spirit through his word. We are moved then to pray. And as we pray, we're moved to live in fellowship with the family of the local church. And then we're moved to witness to an unbelieving world. Sleep is important. Sleep's important to your physical and mental health. It's important that you get enough physical rest, right? Remaining alert in Jesus is vital to your spiritual life. It's vital to your spiritual life. Bottom line in all of this, trust in Christ. Keep Christ at the center. His word is gift. Prayer is his gift. Fellowship is his gift. Living as a witness is his gift. He gives these gifts because he loves you. And he demonstrated his love for you by his death upon the cross. Do you know that Jesus died for you because he loves you? He loves you unconditionally. He loves you so much that we can't even measure it. No matter where you find yourself today, I want you to hear this. Some of you may have come into this place after hearing this sermon. You may have come to the realization that you've been drowsy in your faith. Or maybe you've fallen asleep in your faith. You have no connection with God in his word or in prayer. You've neglected the fellowship of believers and the task that he's given to us as a church. No matter where you find yourself today, I want you to know that Jesus loves you and that he died for you. He died for you upon the cross to revive you, to wake you up again, to, to discover the, the purpose which he has for your life. No matter where you find yourself today, awake or asleep, you are given the gift to live in him, to be revived in him. So are you revived in him today? I want you to know that, that to be revived in him isn't, isn't a feeling. 
Some of you might think, well, if I'm, I, if I'm experiencing uh, revival in my life, then that means I have this, this spiritual feeling or this spiritual experience. To be awakened, Jesus, is more than a feeling. It's deeper than a feeling. You can actually be awake in him and, and revived in him while you feel that you're at, at, at a low point in your life. It's not about a feeling. True revival, truly being awake in Jesus is, is deeper than a feeling. It's the reality of who you are in Jesus. It's, it's about your identity, not about what you feel today. It's about what God has said about you in your word, in his word. It's to trust that you're loved by him. You may not feel like, like you're loved by him. You may not feel it, but you are loved by him. He loves you deeply, even if you don't feel it. It's to trust that you're forgiven by him. You may feel like you're not forgiven because your sins are too great. Because you've messed up in a big way. You may not feel forgiven. But those of you who trust in Jesus Christ are forgiven. That's your identity. Forgiven. And trust that you're empowered by him. You may feel, I'm not empowered by Jesus. I really can't do anything for him or anything of any significance for his church. You may not feel empowered, but you are empowered. So whether you feel it or not, know that you are loved by him. Know that you are forgiven in him. And know that you're empowered by the Holy Spirit. It's not about a feeling. It's about what God has said. It's about the fact of his word. It's about the reality that God, when God speaks, he doesn't lie. So trust these realities today. Trust them in a way that goes deeper than feelings. And then encourage one another in these truths. I think, or at least in my experience, encouragement, when encouragement comes to me, it's a powerful thing. If somebody has an encouraging word for me, it's a powerful thing. But what I think is even more powerful is, is, is when I encourage another person in their faith. When I give encouragement. For God has not destined us for wrath. But to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Who died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep. We might live with him. Therefore encourage one another. And build one another up. Just as you are doing. Let us pray together. Lord, we thank you today for your word. Help us, Heavenly Father, to remain alert, to remain awake, understanding that your soon return comes suddenly, like a thief in the night, unexpectedly. I pray that we would be those who are clothed in your armor, clothed with this breastplate, which is faith and love, with the helmet of salvation on, ready, alert, 
knowing that we remain alert by being grounded in your word, by developing a relationship with you through prayer, and by being about the task of fellowship, which is receiving encouragement, giving encouragement, and of the task of being a witness for you. I pray that we as a congregation would encourage each other in these things. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.